0: Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 109 for the 8th of Adar base in a leap year. We are in the middle of chapter 36, and today we are going to be discussing geocentricity. So the basic premise of geocentricity is that the Earth is at the center of the universe, and this can be taken either from a literal perspective or from a more figurative type of perspective. So first thing that you might that might be coming to mind for you is wow, hasn't this been disproven? We used to think that the earth was at the center, that everything revolved around the earth and it's been disproven that actually the universe... Our universe revolves around the sun, and this sounds really outdated, and I can't believe I'm listening to this podcast that is so outdated, weird, religious stuff, so hold your horses, everybody, and a couple things is that, first of all, we are not going to be talking about geocentricity so much from a scientific point of view. That is a subject for another time, but the topic today is more about geocentricity from a more spiritual point of view, which still tends to get a bad rap. It's not necessarily disproven, quote unquote, in the same way that science talks about geocentricity and heliocentricity and that kind of thing. But even spiritually speaking, people have a really hard time talking about this idea that we here on earth are the center of the universe of God's universe. Like you often hear, even in Torah sources about how there are even in Hasidus, the truth is, and we're going to talk about this, about how there are so many other realms that are so much far more spiritual and superior and revelatory than our lowly earth. And while all of this is true, this is where there's this interesting paradox that comes into it, which as we'll learn is it specifically not only is it that we are not the highest of all worlds in terms of revelation and in terms of being manifestations of God's light in a more overt sense, but actually we are the lowest of the world. So it's not just that we're like kind of down there and not so high up there. We're actually the lowest of all worlds. We are the world in which God's light is the most concealed and we're it is the hardest to see God and to really perceive the existence of truth. But yet what we'll see, interestingly enough, it's is that this world is actually the purpose of it all. And it's specifically due to its concealment and due to its limitations and due to its loneliness that, loneliness, that makes it really apt for fulfilling this ultimate purpose of the entire universe, which sounds really paradoxical so today we're going to explore some of that and explain and see what Chassidus has to say about this. So let's get straight into the text now and then maybe we can try to recap it and discuss this a little bit at the end. It's not too long today so here we go. So the altar of begins and he says that here the purpose of the entire Hishal of all of the world, so remember this term Hishal comes up in Chassidus a lot. It's, it's a little difficult to translate. It kind of literally means like a chain reaction of event. It's like this chain like progression of God's light through the worlds, so the purpose of this hystalchus, this chain-like progression through the worlds, and this their descent from level to level, is not for the supernal worlds, because for them this descent is a, is a true descent from the light of the face of God, but rather the whole purpose of everything. Is our world this specific world, this lowly world? Because this is what arose in the will of God, for, in order for Him to have nachas, like to derive pleasure, to subdue the sitra achara, this other side, the side that opposes God, and to cha- transform darkness into light, so that the infinite light of God will shine in the place of darkness and the place of sitra achara, which is this world. This is the place of of darkness and seitra and for it to shine in an even greater degree. And we've already talked about this idea of the advantage of light that comes out of darkness. So that means that when the light ultimately does shine here, it's actually going to be a much, much stronger light than the light that shines in the supernal worlds. Because in the supernal worlds, the light of God does shine, but it shines through various vestments and various uh, concealments that hide and conceal the light of God, so that in order for them not to be nullified in their source. So basically, so this is the end of the section. And we're going to, the altar is going to explain this a little bit further as as the chapter goes on. But basically to understand this is that it's, it's this interesting thing where basically you have the supernal worlds, the more spiritual worlds that are spiritually above our own. And while they kind of overtly radiate godliness in a more overt way, the radiation that they radiate of godliness is a limited one because if they were to reveal God in a full sense, they would be nullified in their source. So God had to make it as such that the revelation that they produce there and that they manifest is one that is vested in various garments and various concealments and things like that. And then paradoxically here in our world where there's there's kind of like it's almost like there's not the same danger of us being nullified in our source because we are so far removed and we are so concealed and we are so oblivious to our source. This, ironically, is where God's radiance can shine in a fuller sense. So, this is a little obscure. It's a little abstract. It's it's a huge topic in Chassidus and at the ultra. I, I I don't want to veer off from the text too much and get too much into it because the ultra up is gonna get into it more on his own and um hopefully we can talk about it more as we go through the chapter but that is the basic idea that basically that it is interestingly and albeit yes somewhat ironic perhaps that our lowly world that conceals godliness to such a great extent this is actually the purpose of it all and it's because of the lowliness, because of the darkness here because this darkness is where we can actually shine the light in t- to the greatest degree. Maybe one way to think about it, and it's not necessarily the most perfect example, but like a dam of water. So it's like, if you have this, like if you restrict the flow of water in a dam for a really long time, and then you open up that dam, there's gonna be this like crazy pouring out of water, and it's going to be really obvious that there's water there. Sort of like the same idea here, again, not the per- most perfect example, I'm sure there's, Other examples that could illustrate it better, maybe we'll get into them as we get further into the text, but that the more God is restricted and constricted and concealed down here, that ironically actually causes our world to be the perfect vehicle to be able to ultimately reveal God in the most intense way so we will continue along these lines tomorrow and hopefully try to understand this a little bit more and i'll speak to you then thanks for listening to the it is top podcast hosted by sarid switzer this podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather abraham yitzhak ben Binyamin cohen of blessed memory music by shoshana